The Word of the Lord from Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 29. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from the thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we did not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. When Jesus finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not the scribes. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the gospel of St. Matthew that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for midweek Lent 1, the nature of good fruit. You know, it doesn't take an arborist or a fruit sommelier to help determine what is by nature good fruit. It looks pleasing to the eye. It's fresh and organic. And then that first bite, after cautious inspection, proves what you believed was true all along. This is good fruit. The key to good fruit in a healthy tree is the good soil that it is planted in. My neighbor introduced us to the wonders of Florida fruit hybrids when we first moved to Eustis over 14 years ago now. The fruit was a tangelo. The tangelo is a cross between the tangerine and the pomelo, a fruit similar to a grapefruit. And I got to tell you, they were amazing. Perfect for a quick snack and so much sweeter than mandarins and tangerines. And the best part was my neighbor was too old to pick them anymore, so we could pick as many as we wanted for free. Mmm, so good. Unfortunately, my neighbor had to go into the nursing home, and that was about the time the boys were both involved in all the sports at school here at Faith and local leagues after school, plus scouts and church youth groups, so we didn't have much time to look after that amazing tree anymore. The ground around it didn't get treated. The tree didn't get pruned or sprayed for invasive species and bugs, and eventually the tree quit bearing fruit and just died. Probably of a broken heart more than anything, because no one needed her anymore. 
So I get the illustration Jesus uses today in the gospel and have seen the truth of his example played out before my very eyes. What's sad is that it's a slow process of unintended neglect and before you know it, it's just gone. But Jesus wanted us to know that there are willfully bad trees we should never eat from, like God's command to Adam and Eve to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or they would die. Jesus picks up on that very remonstration in our gospel today. He warns that those other trees we shouldn't be eating from are the false prophets who are signified by their bad fruit. Deuteronomy chapter 11 points out the importance of life from the fruit of the harvest that God will provide for his people. And this fruitful harvest is directly tied to his inspired and inerrant words saying in verses 22 through 23, for if you will not be careful to do this command, the word that I command, tell you to do, loving the Lord your God, walking in all his ways, and holding fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations, that is their enemies, before you. And you will dispossess nations, that is enemies or the devil, greater and mightier than yourselves. Literally, Following God's command literally led to life-giving land that would bear abundant and life-giving fruit. I don't have to tell any of you here today that the world is swallowing a whole bunch of rotten fruit, whether it's social, fiscal, cultural, or economical. False prophets that deny God attack the church, destroy property and people, cause divisions where there is none, and make up social science to force you to worship them as God rather than the one true God. It's as plain as the nose on their face that they deny the ultimate doctrine of the church as they build their houses of straw on the slimy sand of false promises and false science. In a word, they scoff at and deny the truth of who Jesus is and how he is the only foundation to true living in this world. At a children's sermon years ago when my sons Micah was five and Matthew was three at St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Middleburg, Florida, I proposed a question. What did Jesus do on Easter? I started out and my five-year-old Micah Cut to the chase, shouting, Jesus Riz! He said he would and he did. Well, there you have it. Plain and simple. As we look through the parable of the wise and foolish builders that Jesus told after his Sermon on the Mount, maybe you're familiar with the story. Two men choose decidedly different foundations and the rain exposed the poorer of the two. Jesus taught with this parable that hearing his words and doing them is like building a house on a rock. But hearing his words and not doing them, well, you get the point. Everything you thought mattered will one day simply wash away. It's amazing the variety of sandy soils we consider adequate foundation for building our lives. Making money, collecting stuff, becoming well-known, competing and winning. He who dies with the most stuff wins mentally. We can even build a life on raising good kids or just being healthy, good-looking, or smart. These feather 
fair weather foundations work until the storm comes, or when cancer hits, or when relationships falter, or when we really fail to do something stupid and face the consequences, crying out loud, Huh, my life is falling apart. Shambles, disaster, mess, and all we can cry is, Help me, Lord. Wondering if we will make it through or not. And if we do come out unscathed, it's amazing how often we return to those sandy, slimy foundations again. Today, Jesus gives you a reason for making him the sure foundation of your life. Why, you may ask? It all boils down to Micah's passionate confession of faith. Jesus risen. He said he would and he did. The resurrection of Jesus paves the way to life beyond death for all who believe in him. And my prayer is that everyone here today can bear good fruit, saying, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me and rose from the dead so that I might be forgiven and have eternal life. And under that confession of faith, there's another truth we must believe. Jesus can be trusted. Jesus' words are true. Micah got it. In Mark 9, 31, Jesus said he would suffer and die in three days. He would rise, and he did. He asserted in John 2, 19, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. And he did. And when his good friend Lazarus died, Jesus exclaimed, I'm the resurrection and the life. And he is. Because Jesus riz, just as he said he would, We can trust him. We can trust everything he teaches, everything he does, everything his followers knew he did and were willing to die for to protect the truth that they knew. This is the good fruit of the spirit we can eat every day for life. A young Harvard graduate in 1960, John Updike, entered a poem at an arts festival at Clifton Lutheran Church in Marblehead, Massachusetts. His poem won Best of Show, and he gave the $100 prize back to the church. I believe it says what we all believe the best. He writes, Make no mistake, if he rose at all, it was as his body. If the cell's dissolution did not reverse, the molecules re-knit, the amino acids rekindle, the church will fall. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, that's the good fruit of the Spirit. Everyone needs to munch on today. Little Micah couldn't have said it better. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.